Tom Paul says in 1 Corinthians 10, 12. I love what he says. He says, so if you think you are standing firm, be careful not to fall. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. The Message Bible says it this way. Forget about self-confidence. It's useless. The message says, cultivate God confidence. Nothing that he's going to give us that we can't overcome. In fact, he says he'll give us a way out. You see, self-confidence is useless in those things. Get rid of it. What we want and what we need is to develop this God confidence the Bible talks about. I couldn't find any scripture that says we need to develop this self-confidence, okay, in and of ourselves. That I've got the power and I've got the authority and I've got the wisdom to overcome all these things. Because I don't. But I know God does. Why am I not focused on self-confidence? Because number one, my heart is deceitful. Okay, the Bible tells me that. The Bible tells us that we have this unbelievable ability to deceive ourselves. In fact, James 1.22 says, Be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. John says in 1 John 1.8, If we say that we have no confidence, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. See, we deceive ourselves if we rely on self. So number one, my heart is deceitful. My heart is going to lead me astray unless my confidence is in God and God alone. If I try to do it on myself, I will fail at this. Number two, my flesh is weak. Anybody sitting here, our flesh is weak. I may be spiritually on one day where, man, everything that happens, boom, 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 I'm on top of it. But then the next day, I may not be because I'm in the flesh, okay? But when I have God confidence, I know I can rely on him. Paul even said, I put no confidence in the flesh, okay? Because it's weak. Talking about this sin nature that we all have. And number three, my behavior is inconsistent. Again, I'm good for several days. I know this is your preacher talking. You know, I can be good for several days. I can come in. I can have my coffee. I can do my Bible study. I have my prayer time. I do all those things. I can do it for several weeks. And then all of a sudden, boom, it's not happening. Okay? Because my behavior is inconsistent. Psalms 57, 7 that we read earlier says, My heart is confident in you. And Ivy says, steadfast. It says, My heart is confident. No wonder I can sing your praises. So there's three truths, three truths that I want you to understand real quick this morning. How to cultivate my confidence in God. Number one is simply this. God is always for me. God is always for us. I think so many people have this inaccurate view of the character and the nature of God. I mean, people believe that God's love and favor and acceptance is based on performance. In other words, how good am I? How good am I doing? Am I on this roll of several days in a row of doing my Bible study, doing my reading, doing my prayer time, doing what God wants me to do? So God is really going to listen to my prayers now, but I miss it a day or miss it a day or two, and all of a sudden God is not going to find favor to me. We think I did good today, or maybe I blew it today, 
so God is probably disappointed in me. Okay, we don't have this accurate view of who God is. Please understand, God is the same yesterday as he is today, as he will be tomorrow about his love for us. Okay, it's not based on what we do. It's not based on how we act. It's based on how we react to those things. Yeah, we may have failed today. Okay, get on, get over it, move on for crying out loud. God hasn't moved. God hasn't changed. He is still the same God. I've actually heard people say this. After they've had so many things happen in their life and maybe not all positive things, they'll actually say, God is out to get me. Have you ever heard somebody say that? I mean, their, their life is, is horrible, but it's not good. And they'll say, God is out to get me. Just look at all these things. I've had a family of us in Hayworth that I did funerals for and was pretty close to the family, and they got hit hard. I think in one year, I buried six family members. Six family members. A mom and a dad and a grandparent and a brother and a sister and all these people. And I'm doing all these funerals. And one of the family members said, we don't understand how God can hate us so much. And I thought, wow. Then I had another family member say, God is good. He will see us through. It's all in our perspective. It's all in how we see God. As a parent, you know, I never wanted bad for my kids. I always wanted the best for my kids, but that doesn't mean I never disciplined them. Okay, you can talk to my girls. They got disciplined. Yes, I spanked. Okay, judge me if you want. My girls got spanked. But I look at it today, they're both in ministry, both doing ministry, both involved in ministry, both have in God's work. Do what you want to do. You do the math. Okay? I still want the best form, even though it kills me. My oldest daughter is moving to Montana in a month and a half. You know? But I know she's going to be happy. She's doing God's work out there. In fact, Paul said this in Romans 8, 31. If God is for us, who can be against us? If you're on God's side, he is for us. I don't want to strike out, so I'm not going to play baseball. Just do enough not to embarrass myself or others. Can I tell you something? We as Christians, we as Americans, if we're going to do this thing called life, we need to play to win. Not just to do enough to get by, just not do enough not to embarrass myself. We need to play to win. Our all and our hope is in the best that we can do. Because when we have this accurate view of God, folks, everything changes. When we truly see God for who He is, I am going to be confident, not because of what I can do, but what God can do through me, 100%. Doing life with the approval of God, even from the approval of God. Maybe you're sitting here this morning, and I know we got some kids here in high school, and maybe you're going through testing and at work. You know, we passed that test, and maybe we've studied, and we've studied hard. You know, we know God was with us, and if you're like me in high school, I didn't study a lot, so I prayed before every test, you know, and sometimes he saw me through, sometimes he didn't. You know, if you look at my high school grades, you knew he didn't see me through a lot, you know, but that's the way it was. 
You know, if you want to get ahead financially, God is for you. You need to reconcile relationship. God is for you. You're praying for a miracle. God is for you. If you're struggling with things in life, God is for you. He is there for us. Hebrews 10.35 says this, So do not throw away your confidence, because he will be greatly rewarded. Don't throw that confidence away in God. He is still God. The next one I want you to see is my God always helps me. Like I said, maybe we're in that situation, maybe we're in the struggle, maybe we're having these things in life, and we wonder who's there to help. I'm telling you, God is there to help. Hebrews 13, 5 and 6 says, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. So we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper, I will not be afraid. Did you catch that? The Lord is my helper. We have this confidence so we can say with confidence, God is my helper, I'm not going to be afraid. It's not going to scare me. It's not going to hold me back. You or you know someone who needs this right now for whatever reason. Maybe somebody needs help in their marriage. Maybe you need to have this difficult conversation with somebody saying, look, we have this at odds, but we need to talk about it. Maybe we need to get out of debt. We're struggling to do that. Maybe we want to start a ministry or start something outside the church for people. and We just don't know quite how to do it. We don't have the words to say. We don't think we have the right words to say. Maybe we need strength to endure what's going on. Maybe we need faith to move forward, peace to carry on. I don't know where we're at this morning, but somebody probably has these things that we've got to do. And like I said, maybe we have this tough conversation. You don't know where to start. Trust me, God will give you the right words. Scripture says if you lack wisdom, God will freely give it when you ask. He'll lead you through it. Psalms 46.1 says, God is our refuge and strength. He said, an ever-present help in trouble. And that's good news. The last one I want you to see this morning is this. My God is still working on me. I don't care where you're at. I don't care what you're doing. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how long you've been a Christian. God is still working on us. Okay? How many will honestly say, as Christians, you're out doing something, and we'll just use the great illustration, you're using a hammer and you got a nail and you hit the wrong nail, and you hit it hard. How many is honestly going to say you don't say a bad word? You might not, and I'll, I'll give people that. How many of you think bad words? I mean, I've heard people actually say, thank you, Jesus, in a whole different way, shape, or form, you know. But maybe you're all alone and nobody else is around. You know nobody else is around, and that happens, and you say it. Can I ask you this? Does it make you any less of a Christian? Does it mean God doesn't love us anymore? I would say God probably loves you a little bit more in that time and saying, come on, really? You're really blaming me for hitting the wrong nail? You know, and I'll tell people that. I'll hear that when I'm helping other people and they'll say all this stuff. I'm saying, really, you're going to blame God for that? You know, you did that all on your own, you know, type thing. And you'll laugh about it and we'll go on, okay? It's one of those deals. Or maybe, and I hate to admit this, maybe we laugh at the wrong jokes. You know, those jokes you probably shouldn't be laughing at and you still laugh and you go, shouldn't laugh at those, but doggone it, they're funny. 
You know, I don't care who you are. And we do those things. We ask ourselves, how could God use someone like me? Okay? He can. And he will. The good news is God is still working on us. In fact, Philippians 1.6 will encourage us. It says, being confident of this, that God who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Okay? Catch that. From start to finish. Until the day Christ comes. He's not going to complete the work he wants done in us. If we're willing to do this. You know, we did the wrong thing, you have doubts, Um, maybe we're stuck in a sin, you feel far away from God, you know, we're struggling with those things in life, and we don't think we can do anything, accomplish anything for God. We just think all is lost, and God is saying, just give me a second chance. God's saying, just let me try once again. See, I'm thankful that I'm not striving for self-confidence. I'm really not, I hope not. And maybe I do in other ways. Maybe I do have some of it in me. But I really try to do what God wants. You see, confident in what God has began a good work in us. It started. And we got to be confident in that. It helps for me to know God is still working, still changing, still doing things in and for my life. I want to close with Colossians 1, 3 through 5. Paul says this, he says, For we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and your love for all of God's people, which come from your confident hope of what God has reserved for you in heaven. You've had this expectation ever since you first heard the truth of the good news. Catch that. Confident hope reserved in heaven for you. Man, grab onto that. That's the confidence we want. That one day, one day when that day comes, where we take that last breath on earth and we take that first breath in heaven, that we have that confidence to know that God is for us. And He's going to be there waiting for us. That's exciting to me. That's what we want. That's what we desire. That's the whole idea of being confident in God. Because I'm going to tell you right here, right now, if we're confident in ourselves, if we're confident in this world and what it wants to do, we're not going to have the same confidence in heaven. Yeah, it's going to be there. But it's not the same. It's really not. True confidence in God means no matter what happens here, Nothing is going to change what God has for me in the future. My God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow.